I am Chris. And I'm Matt. Welcome to Roleplay Chat. We are two game masters who can't stop talking about role-playing games. And today we talk about prep, how do we do it, uh, how it affects how you game master, all about preparation. And if we can, we're going to throw on the spin of focusing on roleplay so we can get better at it together. But before we talk about roleplay, before we talk about prep, Chris, you're a dad now. I am. I am. I thought you were going to say, like, what's new? I'm going to be like, nah, nothing, not much. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a dad now. So we've been talking about the, my pregnant <laughs> wife for a while. And that's why we've been kind of uh, MIA for a couple of weeks there. But yeah. Um, I'm a dad, little girl, Zoe, very happy, everybody's healthy, so now we're kind of slowly getting back to what will now be the normal life, I guess. <laughs> Have you taught her about role-playing games yet? Oh, she, she's watched hours of Critical Role, some <laughs> Dimension 20, no, no. <laughs> well, actually, she's probably listened to some of it because, you know, sometimes when I'm feeding her or or whatever taking care of her i'm i'm listening to that stuff but yeah she's gonna be corrupted probably very early but not not three weeks early yeah no that's fair i mean my <laughs> daughter she plays with my like my dice all the time I, there's dice all over the place in the house because she she knows she actually keeps some of them and they're hers now i can't like they're not mine anymore <laughs> It's just, there's one d20 that's pink and she's just obsessed with it um nice and just for yeah. the audience she's what she's three now two she's two yeah oh really two i thought she was almost three okay yeah no she turns two at the end of the month oh really november, november oh. 28th cool sorry yeah yeah time flies yeah yeah well so yeah that's what i've been doing um what have you been doing I mean, in terms of roleplay stuff, not not a whole bunch. Um, you've planted a seed in my brain that I can't get out of it about uh, eventually running a, a one shot or maybe a two shot. Um, for those of you listening, you know, I, I I ran a game for Chris, my wife, and some friends, um, but it was in person, and I've adamantly told myself that I wasn't going to be playing that game online because it would just kind of change the way the game was played. And I wasn't interested in that, but it's been too long, and I, I think I want to revisit, I revisit you know the, those pirates, that friendly pirate crew, and and the go, maybe go on a little adventure with them. So I've I've been thinking about it, thinking about maybe finding a way to still use terrain and like put a webcam on the <laughs> terrain. <laughs> I don't know. It's gonna be weird, but it might be interesting. So we'll uh, more on that in the future guys more on that in the future yeah i think i think we've established in our relationship you and matt that you tell me things that you believe are facts like i'm never gonna run on like roll 20 or whatever and my goal becomes to challenge you <laughs> until the, <laughs> to make you change your mind about it i, I never said we were gonna play on roll 20. Yeah, yeah. I'm just messing with you. And I was actually uh, thinking today, like before shooting this, we talked for like I don't know an hour, uh, more than that. Anyway, we talked for a while. You and I just like catching up because I think it's the longest we haven't talked probably in a year. Yeah, yeah, so, that's like, true. So it's nice to to hang out again and 
to be back yeah, on track. Happy to happy to have you back. Happy to talk role playing and, and all that. So yeah, no, I, I missed you too, man. I know that's what you were saying. I missed you too. I miss you. I miss you. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I think now that uh, we get all the lovey-dovey things out of the way, we can go and talk about prep. Uh, so the idea came because today, because I had my daughter, we were like, let's do a low prep episode. Like, let's just pick a subject and go. And that shows you how far we went in our heads that the subject was prep, you know? <laughs> uh, so, um, so where should we start, Matt? I mean, I, I guess for those of you listening, you already know... You know, we've said it before, uh, Chris and I like to do prep. It's something that we do a lot when we're, when we're preparing for a game. And, and by a lot, we mean, you know, more than the average metrics that, that you know, exist out there. The, a lot of the time you hear people saying, you know, every hour of gameplay equates to, what is it, Chris, an hour of prep? Yeah, I think like that. They, they usually say, like, it's, if you play three hours, prep three hours. Like, I think that's what they say. I, that's what I registered of, like, the normal amount seems to be. Uh, that's what, if I'm not mistaken, what uh, Matt Mercer says or said at one point. Uh, probably before campaign two, because I'm sure it's a little bit more uh, complicated to keep track of everything. But uh, that's 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 the metric I've heard. Uh, I think sometimes I might meet it, but most of the time I'm way above that. Mm -hmm. And and I think too, there's you know part of the reason why I think this episode is going to be a lot of fun is because, like like I said, it's something we like doing. It's it's also something that I feel like a lot of people out there make it sound super sexy to have like very low prep for their yeah. game and if you're one of those people that doesn't like to do prep that's fine like hats off to you um but i i, I know I, I think my mission today is to make prep sexy to like say like you know it, it's okay to it's okay to do a lot of prep if you have the time to do it and 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 kind of sell that narrative so for those of you listening i hope i, I hope we can convince you <laughs> great <laughs> so let's put our our bathrobe take our glass of wine in front and prep <laughs> some games, right? Bringing sexy back. So, uh, so when? Uh, so, so let's start with this then. So, I guess, what do we mean by prep? Like, what is prep to us? And that might be like very basic for a question, but I think it might actually differ from one person to the other. What is actually prep? That's a good point. Um, I think I have a pretty broad definition of what prep is. So, to me basically anything except for maybe scheduling uh anything that relates back to what we're going to play at the table whether that's crafting whether that's you know writing scripts whether that's uh looking up pictures of characters on pinterest to me that all fits into the the category of prep in including obviously the more you know the more traditional prep elements mm -hmm. i think for me when i talk about my prep time i don't include crafting because then it would definitely explode uh i don't include working on rules because uh like i mentioned i i'm using like a homebrew system so uh so i modify rules balance things all the time that takes a lot of time and that's not even when i 
I'm not talking about, I'm not putting this into prep, although it's definitely is. And that's probably a big part of what makes it sometime tedious. Uh, but even like I'm running my brother's game, which I use a pre-made, like I'm using the straight from the book system, Warmer fourth edition. And I, I know what my prep time is and it's, that's what I'm talking about. And for me, prep time is prepping the NPCs, prepping the, the plays, the location. Like I think the basic prep for me is mm -hmm. what, but for me, I let, let's go. Like I, I concentrate more on, can you hear that Matt? Can you hear my daughter upstairs? No, I can't. No. Okay. That's good. <laughs> uh, you, um, sorry. I was saying you here, new dad, new dad here. First episode, you guys need to let me like, just <laughs> um, but yes, uh, I prep uh, mostly locations, uh, some text box, like we talked about in previous episodes, uh, NPCs, a lot of relationships. One thing I really like to prep is also it's, it's cool moment, like scenes that I, I think might happen. Uh, and I have them kind of pre-packaged that I can just take them and use them whenever I want. So it could either be a premonition maybe for my, uh, my blue wizard who I, like a premonition he told me, well, you, Matt, might have told me like, oh, I'd like to look at this. Uh, mm -hmm. I tend to do it less with you because uh, it fluctuates a lot and it's, it's a little bit more broad. But uh, things like my, um, I have a, like a priest of Sigmar who had a communion with his god. This was very tightly knit. It was really prepped uh, with a bunch of different paths, kind of like choose your own adventure. But it was, mo like it was very prepped in order for me to be able to really set the scene and know exactly what I wanted to foreshadow what I wanted to see, what I wanted the message to be without being too precise, having place for the, um, the character to interpret. Uh, so for me, these are the cool moments. Another thing that is cool is like the first thing the, the villain says when they meet or the last thing the villain says when, when they leave out of the combat, things like that. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Um, as something that I, I like to prep a lot that, you know, you talking about this reminds me of, it's, it's different, but it's something that I get a lot of enjoyment doing is, is I, I really like map making, like, mm -hmm. I like drawing them out. I like, like creating uh, details about a location and, and having a lot of uh, like secrets, things that, you know, you guys are probably not going to find things that I, I go in expecting you not to find. And if you happen to ask the right questions or or wiggle around the right way, you, you might come in, come across one of these these nuggets. But uh, I, I have a lot of fun prepping that, and it certainly adds to my prep time. And and I think that the same rings true for a lot of other things that I do when I prep. It's I I do it without the expectation that you guys are necessarily going to come across it, mm -hmm. but it's there. I had fun building it into the scenario or building it into the environment or, or making it part of that, you know, NPCs hidden past. And if it comes out, it comes out. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And I think right now you're touching on something and we keep like circling around it. The fact that prepping for you and I is, fun and it's 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 by itself it's an activity we we like that is part of the hobby it's not just 
it's not just prepping for the game. And and if we go back to your like making prep sexy again, or maybe not again, but for the first time, I guess, is the fact that like you, you shouldn't. If if you want to enjoy it, you have to to change your mindset. And the goal of of prepping is not just to have fun the day of, but have fun during the prep. Uh, one of the things I, I, I forgot to mention that I spent a lot of time prepping uh, when we talk about like the, what do we prep for me and the most enjoyable uh, enjoyable part is prepping all the links that are behind the scenes. Uh, maybe some some NPCs are related to your backstory or something that I seeded before that I'm bringing back. Uh, so going back to my notes and, and kind of like puzzling everything together is so rewarding and fun for me. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I, was, I ran a Twitter poll, Chris, on prep uh, in between our technical difficulties. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually overwhelming the amount of people that said that they enjoyed prep. It was something oh, that's like... that's good, actually. Yeah, like close to 90% of something like 200 votes said that they enjoyed prep. Now, I mean... To what extent and to how long of the prep, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't specify in the poll, but it was, it was kind of eye-opening to me, and it made me realize, you know, maybe there's more people out there that are doing what we think, uh, that are doing what we think in, in the sense that they're focusing on the prep that they do enjoy. Now, yeah, I, I'm, oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Continue. No, I, I lost my train of thought. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry. I was just gonna say, like. For me, then the next question is like, why is it so? Why does it is so such like the golden standard to say like, here's how to do less prep, less. I guess they want to do less with more. I guess that's why, like, people have a bunch of like tips and tricks to prep, like, prep no prep time. I mean, we even said that with the improv game, right? Because sometimes I guess you you prefer not prepping a lot and just playing, but. But for me, I've been, I've been thinking about that a lot lately because I've tried to like play with that amount of prep for my games, and I noticed it really changed my even how I enjoy the day of and how I I foresee the game going even before the actual evening. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I'm going to touch a little bit on what you just said there, Chris, because I think that's important. Like, there is an extreme amount of popularity in all of these, like, uh, guides for the lazy game master or, like, the mm -hmm. minimize your prep. So I, I think, I'm not sure if that poll is indicative of the true reality out there. I think maybe folks that are that are on Twitter specifically for role playing games have a have a a, a bias towards enjoying yeah. <laughs> enjoying yeah, some of the sure. things that other people might not. But um, but yeah, so I I mean I guess the if you focus on the things that you enjoy, you focus on the things that that you like, and I think focusing also on on the minimum, like start with the minimum, so that you have something that's very tangible for your game that's something that i've started doing a lot of where it's like i sit down and i know okay i gotta figure out the immediate circumstances that the players are in so if they're in a dungeon i i better know the end of the dungeon if i don't already uh if they're traveling to a specific island well i better have 
some scenarios planned for when they arrive to the island. Like I'm, I should know who the NPCs at the harbor are and the, you know, their motivations and the things that they might be doing. Um, I might have an interrupt that I can fish out that'll that'll help me like fill some time if the the, the game's going faster than I expected it to. Uh, but then that's. So, so that's where it's the stuff that maybe isn't as much fun for me, but I have to do it, and I feel like I need to do it, so I, I'll get that out of the way. And then I start doing the fluff, the, the things that maybe don't need to be there, maybe don't even come out that game. And I, I find myself, the, the more I do that, the more I find myself equipped, no matter what the scenario is. And then I, I don't need to do the, that prep at the beginning as much anymore nope. does that make sense uh i want to say no but maybe i just don't understand <laughs> like like the more you do the fluff the less you have to do that i guess you tend to like not go back and create the like big thing I, I don't know can you explain that more actually yeah so let's say we're playing a game and next game you guys are going to an island like your your, your sailboat is going to land at the docks in this big town and I haven't planned what the docks are yet. Well, I'm going to make sure that I figure that out. Like I figure out the, the characters at the docks and maybe the, the marketplace nearby and maybe have, uh, have an NPC, an important NPC, or come up with a, a cool uh, choice or morally gray thing that's going to show up. And that, that'll, that'll be like, I, I make sure I get that done. You guys have enough content there for me to run that game. And then I'll start coming up with all kinds of other stuff, like tangentially related to it, as okay. surrounding areas, maybe uh, maybe something as ridiculous as like figuring out the fish trade in that port town <laughs> and like the partners that do trade with that group. And, and it's just like pour out random nonsense that I have fun doing, but I'm doing it like at my pace and when I want to do it. And then progressively the more i do that so you know i figure i i spent i don't know six hours doing the necessary and the fluff stuff mm -hmm. and then the next game when i prep for the next game i do the same thing i prep for the the necessary and then fluff but each time i prep a game mm -hmm. I, I find that the necessary bit shrinks like the amount of time it takes to do the necessary bit shrinks because the fluff from the previous time adds like padding to to it yeah 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 yeah. so slowly but surely i remove the need to do that first step if if that makes sense no that does make sense and i i think like what you're mentioning here for me is is more in turn like the way i see it in my game is more like the fleshing out a new location or fleshing out, not fleshing out, but like creating a new location and, and basic NPCs to, to have a living world and then fleshing out and adding things on top of it. Like the second layer, it's easier to put once the, once the, the character came in, the players came in and interacted with it and you know, okay, this is where they're going or this is, Oh, they, they went to the criminal underground of the docks. Then I'll flesh this out, and that's all I need. I don't need to to create everything from the get go. And like like where they they look at, that's where I'll I'll actually start detailing what's what's important. So uh, yeah, but it's interesting to hear you talk about your prep because for me, like you talk about the the first step, 
being the part that you're not a big fan of. And I don't want to say I'm not a big fan of, but like this is not your your favorite. And then the fluff is your favorite. For me, it's I don't I kind of want to say the opposite. For me, the fun is the the overarching like long term plan that I'm seeing. Uh, and once in a while, I'm, I'll come back and tweak it and add things to the backstories or add links. And this is for me what's very fun. But it's almost Sometimes I go back and add things to like NPCs I've already created, but often it's going to be needed before creating even the locations or NPCs that I want to see coming up. So it's almost like the fun part is the first step. For me, the part that I like the least is probably the very last thing that needs to be done before prepping the game. It's the the actual... Like, I have a combat idea. I love coming up with combat ideas. But when it's actually like going to the stats block oh, and yeah. oh, that's tough. making sure it's balanced, and well, this is where I'm like, okay, I, that that's the homework of being a game master for me. Oh yeah, yeah, stats and and I mean, I I also enjoy creating creative combat, um, but then making sure that it's balanced and it's the right difficulty, like statistically. That that can be that can be tedious. Um, I, and just the balance of combat is another issue. We like you could have unbalanced combat for sure. That's not what we're saying here, but it's just like we need to consider it, right? Yeah, and I I, I think I, it's interesting what you said because it sounds to me, Chris, you enjoy uh, campaign prep more than yeah. you like game prep. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And, and and what I really like is like when I create campaign, I usually have beats. Like special spe specific events that I see might be coming. Obviously, the players might break everything, but but I have like story beats that I think might happen or reveals that that are hidden for like many games. This is the stuff I like. So once we get to a game that this happens, that's where I get my juice. But if we have games that are just like empty void of like none of this, none of the campaign reveal or whatever, these I have a little bit. I'm less excited about. So sometimes I'm like, okay, I have to prep a travel episode and I don't want to do a big reveal every time. So I need to be tra making traveling fun, but I don't, I don't like having like empty encounters, which are just encounters just to have combat. Mm -hmm. Like right now I'm watching Critical Role and they're in the North uh, looking for a lost city and, and it's basically random encounter like crazy. Uh, it's it's yeah. just random encounter, but some of them are story driven. Like clearly, Matthew Mercer put some thoughts in making it relevant to the story too. But it's also a, a bunch of random encounters, which could be fun. But for me, I, I have a hard time running those games. So I maybe I'll segue into something else. Then I mean, obviously still related to prep. But do do you find that games like that? Those I don't want to call them filler games because that's that's not really what they are they're still you know there's still potential for just as much narrative in those in those games but but in those you know those games where you know there's going to be a long period of travel or you know there's going to be a lot of downtime um do you find yourself prepping less more uh paying less attention to prep like how do you how do you find that that affects your prep that's a good question actually uh I prep less usually because mm -hmm. so so when when the, the players are coming 
so we we talked previously about branching. So I'm just gonna review that for a second. Like branching for me is when you're kind you kind of go into a line, and that's kind of a little bit like railroading. Like you go straight in. Like the people are like, we want to get to point A. And clearly they have to go through certain things that you as a game master kind of have to put in front. And so so you pretty much know maybe a whole game, maybe three games to get to the point what you can expect to happen. So these I, I do prep a lot. But once I see one of those branching moments where I don't know where the players are going to go, where there's some downtime and they have like three different objectives, these are weirdly the moment I prep the least. I have an idea for those three branches, but I'm not going to kill myself, prep everything for. Mm -hmm. So I will tend to those games, prep the idea, the hooks for the different branches, the beginning of it, and some interrupts. So some interrupts that we've talked in the past, which are meaningful random encounter, if we want to put it that way. So then... Just to summarize, to make sure I understood what you're saying correctly, Chris, when the players are approaching a pivotal moment in the narrative, you find yourself preparing less. I prep less because I don't know where they're going to go. So mm -hmm. I want them to reach the point where they decide, and then I want to slow them down. Or, or depending on how prepped I am, I want to like make sure I know where they're going, and then I'll flesh out the whole intrigue thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'll usually know the like for instance the murder mystery that we played the other day. It wasn't exactly like that, but it's still a good example of like, there was traveling and we finished with someone dying. Well, I had most of the thing, the, the, the investigation fleshed out the clues that would have been there, but before the next game, because I wasn't sure it was gonna happen that way. You know, you could have intercepted the murder or something. Yeah. So I didn't flesh out everything, but then bef be before the next game, I made sure there was a little bit more over there. Full disclosure, I totally changed my plan 15 minutes into the game. That's another <laughs> discussion. But but uh, but yeah, that happens. Yeah. That's does, actually, that, that's really interesting. does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I guess to answer my own question. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. Um I, I don't know if I if I echo your sentiment. I mean I I or at least my lived experience is different. I think now that you say it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, but I, I tend to relax the reins a little bit when when it comes to, you know, a, a travel-heavy game or a game that's a little bit more downtime. I, I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to punctuate my prep with having like a a really good interrupt or a really good, um, you know, a really interesting combat. In scenario with like a cool puzzle like I, I'll, I'll try to come up with something that I can kind of wedge into the like quote unquote more mundane game and then the rest I can I can kind of improvise off this uh, off of the all of the fluff that I have up until that point accumulated mm -hmm. um, but then when it gets to a point where you know, there's going to be a really important interaction with an NPC that that I think is is it can be very telling, or, or a, a plot reveal, or one of these branching moments. That's when I I guess I want to make sure I get it right, and that I I really equip you guys with with as much of the exposition and and do it in the right way so it doesn't feel like exposition. 
and 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 have it like i, I want to equip you guys with as much as i can so I, I try to like pump everything into it so that your decision is i mean maybe calling it educated is the wrong word but i really want to make sure that the groundwork is there and that you guys can kind of make your decision if that mm -hmm. makes sense um, yeah it does it's like if if you're the game master and you want to put an intrigue in front of your players uh so so you want to have like beginning of clues and so they, you want your players to have to like piece things together to make a decision well you as a game master need to know the answer or at least part of the answer mm -hmm. of like where you're going with this if you're going totally improv and you just throw things that can work that's like seating i think there's a definitely a place for that and I do it all the time, but I do it on small stuff. Cause then after the, uh, otherwise keeping consistency is a, is a real issue. So I think that's where, and I think this is what you're saying. You need to prep enough to be consistent in the future with, uh, an interesting story or an interesting drama that, that you're trying to. Yeah. And, and I, I kind of almost don't want to allow myself to improvise in those moments yeah. and maybe that's my fault and i should get over that but like i i just worry that if i craft these interesting uh paths for you to take and i accidentally improvise something that you guys decide you want to do i'm gonna let you do it but then maybe maybe it's not gonna like I'm gonna have to find a way to make that interesting. Whereas I know the other the other options were interesting. Um, yeah. And, and again, I'm gonna say maybe I just have to get over that and, and let you guys well, do whatever you want and then deal with it after. Uh, that yeah. that might be. That's that's an interesting discussion right there because oh okay, yeah, let let me go back to the example of the murder mystery we were talking about. I'm I'm gonna give you a spoiler of what happened to my prep. So this was the last game before my, my wife um, gave birth and my prep was definitely lower than it usually is. I had a bunch of NPCs. I, so so here was my, what was my prep uh, map and you'll see a difference with actually what went down. The, the murderer was supposed to be uh, the captain's friend. It's not really important. That's what happened, but that's... The, and the murderer was supposed to have like paws of like an animal to try to like, he would have killed someone and then make it seems like an, an animal killing. And and I used, like the first time I, I created that, I thought it was gonna be wolf paws. And then I changed it to um, like beastman feet. I don't know how to call that. Like, like the, the hoops. Oh, yeah, the tracks, like the beastman tracks. Um, so I thought he would have had like some of like, basically like chop legs of a beastman, which I, I don't, I'm not sure it was a great idea, but like, it was what I had. Like, he's gonna make it seem like an animal attack in the wood to kill that person mm -hmm. and then give like false tracks and everything. Uh, but then it was the Halloween game and I, I made a mistake and I said wolf tracks purely because I forgot that I changed it. <laughs> and I looked at my notes after and I was like, oh man, I, I, ch I forgot I changed it. I'm like, I'm going with Wolf. Apparently he has some Wolf paws. Okay, that, that's weird. Uh, and then in the place of the murder, there was like a pendant that I prepared 
was supposed to be there and it was a chain it was a silver chain i put silver because it was a fancy necklace i wanted to show that the guy who was like a fisherman still had something fancy that was really uh, like a price position to him and it was like basically torn from him and then one of the players vince said like oh silver necklace wolf it's a murder mystery the guy got destroyed it's a werewolf <laughs> and i was like Sorry, I swear. I was like, <laughs> okay. I usually don't say that. Uh, I was like, you can beep, beep that, Matt, if you want. Um, uh, I said, ah, oh, this is better with a werewolf. And that that is showing my lower level of prep. I wasn't happy with the intrigue that I had created. So some one of my players gave me a better answer. And I was like, that makes sense. And that's more interesting. In retrospect, I'm not sure if it was more interesting because it's another creature and we've been doing like like monsters a lot. So my goal at the beginning was to do something that is like subdue expectation where it's not a monster. Once you guys said that, it was like pretty much werewolf all the way. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. For me, that game felt flat because I had prepped something. I changed my mind. And by the end, I, was, I wasn't sure if it was a good thing. I wasn't grounded enough for the, for that game. And this is, for me, what low prep does. And it makes... Sometimes takes away your it confidence, maybe? Takes yeah, your... yeah, exactly. Takes yeah. away my confidence and some of my fun. So I, I, I want to hear you about that. What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, especially because you bring up something that I think can be done very well. Like, Taking the ideas from your players and and rolling with it, I think can be very interesting. If but when it happens and like culminates in the same game, like it did in in this example, right? Like Vince talked about the werewolf, and then you made the werewolf show up that same game, and we attacked the werewolf, and it was like the the like the there was the whole story arc from beginning to resolution was contained within the same game i think yeah, maybe, that was a goal because it was our last game. yeah yeah absolutely so but if you know if a player gives you an interesting idea you take it and then you have the opportunity to like back mm. up back up and then in the next game or the game after you you take that idea and you twist it that's yeah. when I think it that that gets done at its best. Um, yeah, but that's it, usually what I do, but couldn't do it that time. But yeah, yeah that's where it's the seeding we're talking about of like, and and the the thing I I love to do, which is like working the links in between, and you're like, you, when you have the, the eureka moment between games of like, oh, it's so much better if I just change that little thing, and mm -hmm. then everything comes into focus. So I, I think, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the things that we do in our prep and, and the things that we enjoy doing in our prep. I, I know we, we kind of never really gave you guys, the listeners, um, like a checklist of things that we do in our prep. And that was intentional. Like, that's not exactly what this, what this podcast is about. But if it's something, you know, you want us to dive into more deeply, feel free to let us know. Reach out to us on Twitter uh, at underscore play underscore chat or we have an email that's contact roleplaychat at gmail.com and, <laughs> and, and let us know 
yeah, let us know. And and I just want to mention you today. There might be some weird cuts. We've had problem technical difficulties. This has been shot over two days. We'll try to figure it out what what's happening. But uh, but I think all in all together, we kind of touch on everything uh, related to the let's say the the big picture of what prep is doing to our we tackle it. Yeah, yeah. We really try to focus in on what we find fun. And and I think at the end of the this conversation, Chris, I'm I'm really hearing that the important things to prepare are the ones that are related to like the critical uh, moments, the chapter or story defining moments of your campaign. Uh, so those are the things that you know if you're you have a very narrative driven game, a game with a lot of role play and a lot of you know emotion. I think that it's probably important for you guys to try to mimic the same. And if you disagree or you have another another perspective, please let us know. We'd love to hear that. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and looking forward to talking to you next week, Chris. You too, Matt. See ya. Let's call it a chat. <laughs>